Hello there, friend. Welcome back to the Cash Confidence Stylist Podcast. So before we get into this episode, I got a question for you. How often do you ask yourself, where the hell is my money going? Okay, look, a lot of us, that runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I wanna give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is gonna be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, providing you with tools to assess your current financial situation. You don't even have to break out the calculator and to help you gain awareness about what you actually need to start making those money moves where it truly matters. So go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show notes and snag it. The link is down there um, and enjoy this episode. Let me know how assessing your situation goes. Thanks friends. Welcome to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. Here, we dive into topics that reach far beyond the salon. I'm your host, Misty Jane. I'm a life and money coach for stylists who are obsessed with personal growth. I help you enhance your mindset around money, build a business that lights you up, and create a life of peace. Me and my guests are on a mission to normalize the wealthy stylist while creating a safe space to be perfectly imperfect. Wanna join me? then you're in the right place. Hello there, friends. Welcome back to the Cash Confidence Stylist. Today is a solo episode. I wanted to talk to you about something very, very important. Now, here's the deal. I work one-on-one with hairstylists. So essentially, we work together for six months. We um, go over all of the things. I'm here to help you heal your relationship with money. I'm here to help you get out of debt. I'm here to create a plan around taking control of your money, all of the things. But one of the things that comes up so often, I would say probably Oh my gosh, 75% of my one-on-one clients I have had to have this conversation with is how to communicate with your significant other about money and especially how to do it without pissing them off. So what I realized is this needs to be a podcast episode. So as you're listening to this, I want to ask yourself, how do you and your partner communicate with money? Do you ignore it? Do you have your own money? They have their own money. You don't know what's going on. Do you fight about it? Do you feel resentful when they spend money and you do not or vice versa? Like where do you stand when it comes to conversations around money? I know for my husband and I, it really was not a conversation for a very long time in our relationship. He had his money, I had my money, and that was kind of it. We never really felt at the beginning that we had to like come together with it, right? And it wasn't until like, I think, gosh, maybe six years we were together and we started seeing, well, like, okay, you have these bad habits, you have, I have these bad habits, like how can we come together and make these bad habits um, better for our lives? So that's kind of how it started. So we combined our money And I don't really remember us having a lot of arguments around money per se. 
It was more so arguments that had an underlying money undertone, if that makes sense. So I'm going to give you a perfect example. It was New Year's Eve weekend, and we were supposed to fly to New York City to stay at my friend's house who lived up there. And they had this big snowstorm. So we already had plane tickets. We did not have a hotel. It's New Year's Eve weekend. And she ends up getting stuck somewhere else. So we all of a sudden have these plane tickets and we have nowhere to stay on New Year's Eve weekend. I'm going to say that again. New Year's Eve weekend in New York City. Okay. Okay, my friends. Very expensive. Not always the best time to go, right? And at this time, we had not gotten our financial shit together. We were like hot messes with our money. We were, we did not have a child. I was not pregnant. This is like before we were just dating, but we had bought a house together. And yeah, we did things backwards, but that's for another podcast. Um, so I remember saying, my mind, it was like, okay, well, we have these flights. I don't want to lose out on this money. I think maybe it was like $400 or something. So we need to find an inexpensive hotel and we're going to go. And in his mind, <laughs> no, we're going to either lose out on the flights or we are going to see if we can cancel. I think we couldn't get a refund. I think that was it. Because in his mind, well, we're going to lose out on more money if we go, right? It was, hands down, probably still to this day, one of the biggest arguments that we have ever been in, ever. I'm pretty sure ever. And granted, was it necessarily about, you know, whether we should go or not go? I don't know. But essentially, the underlying thing was I had a money story, he had a money story, and they were headbutting, right? So we were not communicating in a healthy way about what we should do financially as far as going on this trip. Now, we ended up going on the trip. Not only did we go on the trip, but it's actually the weekend that I got engaged. <laughs> so glad we went. But I wanted to talk about communicating about money because it wasn't until my husband and I got our financial shit together that we are actually were able to sit down and have money conversations in a in a healthy, in a easy, in a almost look forward to it kind of way. So again, we're going to talk today about three ways that you can talk to your significant other about money without actually pissing them off. So first of all, I want you to communicate. Here's the deal. You have to be open about your feelings around money and encourage them to do the same. I teach my clients to have money dates with their significant other. A lot of times when they hear that, they think that I'm telling them to sit down at a dining room table with a bunch of spreadsheets and all their bank statements and make a budget. But that is not what a money date is. A money date is a set time that you will sit down with your significant other or really anyone in the family that you make financial decisions with and you are going to have a conversation around your finances. Now, at the beginning, if you are in a relationship where you have never discussed money or money has always been an argument, this sounds terrifying. But I want you to start small. So when I say start small and I say communicate, I want you to sit down and start asking questions. Start asking like, what did you see growing up when it came to money? Start learning about why they are the way that they are with their money. 
And this is gonna help you as well because you're gonna be answering these questions with your partner also. So you might actually have some epiphanies, some things come up um, that you realize are blocking you when it comes to your money story. Because this information is actually gonna give you more understanding on why they do what they do when it comes to money or when it comes to spending or lack of spending, right? So like I'm a spender, my husband is not that can cause problems, right? Because I want to spend all the money, experiences, you know, things that bring me joy. And he is like, no, we're going to hoard all the money because what if it's all taken away from us? So that is something that we had to communicate and we had to figure out kind of a compromise and how we can help each other. But start small. Again, sit down and just having small conversations about money are going to lead to be able to sit down and create a spending plan together. And not only is starting to communicate around money going to help you with your finances, it is also going to help you with communication in general with your significant other. So if this is something scary, I want you to remember, you do not have to go all in. You can sit, you can have a conversation, have it on the calendar so that you both know it's going to happen. Don't do it when they get home from work and they're tired and and you just start going, I wanna talk about money. <laughs> They're going to be caught off guard. It's not going to go well. Trust me. Like, hey, the last Sunday of every month, we're going to sit down and we're going to have a money date, okay? And then both of you are kind of in that headspace to be ready to have an open conversation. So step one is going to be to communicate. Step two, we're not going to accuse How many times have you like finger pointed? Now I have done this. That's why I say it like this. How many times have you have finger pointed and like accused them of something and then they get defensive and then the argument breaks out, right? No one likes to feel blamed. It is a normal reaction to get defensive when you feel attacked. And this is going to put you on a fast track to an argument. So how can you shift this and make this go a different, more positive direction? When talking about money, try asking more questions to understand their side. Remember, money is personal. Their emotions around money are going to be more than likely completely different than yours. So it's very important to talk without judgment, without accusation, and really just try to understand their side and vice versa. I hope that they are open to understanding your side as well. Okay, number three, be a team, okay? Give them a say. What is important to them may not be important to you, but that doesn't make it any less important to them. Here's the deal, okay? My husband likes to go to 7-Eleven, the convenience store. I think everyone has 7-Elevens. Anyway, the convenience store and spend like $7 every morning before work. I do not understand it. I don't know what he buys. Maybe a coffee, a monster drink. I don't know. No idea. In my mind, I don't know how many times I have asked him, why don't we just go to Costco, buy the things that you're buying at 7-Eleven, and in the long run, it's going to save us money. So we had this conversation, and what, what I realized after communicating, not accusing, trying to figure out what the hell he's buying and why, I realized that there is something for him about driving to 7-Eleven before work, walking in with other people who are also driving to work, 
and getting this thing. It was like the experience, the routine, and that he valued. Kind of the same as if you're a Starbucks drinker, right? And you just want to stop on your way to get that delicious drink. I cannot tell him that he does not value that and that that is not important to put into our spending plan. Because that would be like him telling me that my Lululemon leggings aren't worth it because I will fight somebody till, till the day I die that they are 100% worth it. <laughs> but we have to remember that both of us should have a say in our money plan. And we should not forget to celebrate the financial wins in ways that we both feel good. Another example of this too, so I, I'm a spender throughout the year, right? Like I like to get clothes, I like to get you know, things for my house, you know, I'm sure you do the same, right? My husband doesn't buy himself shit. He is still wearing like the same shirts he like basically had in high school, maybe not that long, but he just doesn't buy himself anything. So recently he wanted to buy this $500 RC car, okay? Yes, my husband is almost a 40-year-old man. He is not a child. (laughs) And in my mind, I had to like, stop myself from going, that is a ridiculous expense. Because if I added up everything that brought me joy, that probably wasn't quite the best choice for where our goals are, right? Like the said leggings or, you know, a new dress for an event that I actually don't need because I have 27 dresses in my closet. If I added that amount up over the year, it's going to be well over $500, right? So this man who buys himself absolutely nothing wants to buy himself a present once a year. What kind of wife would I be if I tell him, no, you can't do that? He's going to be resentful. Well, why can I buy things and he can't buy things? How come what brings me joy is going to, you know, trump what brings him joy? So I had to sit back and realize that this is something that, one, is not going to fuck up our financial situation. It's going to be fine. And just because I don't want it doesn't mean it doesn't mean something to him. So I think that when it comes to financial conversations, we really, really, really have to be open and understand that you have two people with two very different money stories trying to build a life together. So the three ways to not fight, (laughs) or should I say to talk to your significant other about money without pissing them off, is number one, communicate. Open, non-judgmental, shame-free communication. Number two, no more accusing, okay? We are going to listen to understand. We are not going to finger point. Number three, figure out a way to be a team. All of these things go for if you have your finances combined, if you have your finances separate. They are still important. They are really important for almost anything in your life, not just when it comes to money. So please, please, please keep these things in mind. If there's anything that you think of that I could add, please DM me on Instagram at underscore Misty Jane underscore, um, and maybe we'll do another podcast episode about this. Communication around money with your partner is so damn important. One, if you have children or if you're going to have children, they are going to get their money stories from you. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. That is why getting your financial shit together turns into a generational 
it's a snowball effect, right? So again, you know, if you have seen your parents fight over money and that's why money makes you like anxious and and it brings almost like a fear onto you, if that if you are projecting the same thing within your family, it is going to pass down to your children as well. So learning how to communicate around money and being open and honest. Again, having both partners come in with a non-judgmental, non-shame-filled conversation can be so unbelievably impactful in helping you heal your money story. You will have to deal with money for the rest of your life, for the rest of your life, whether you are single, with a partner, with 27 partners, with kids, without kids, with 27 dogs, whatever, you are going to have to deal with it forever. Find ways to learn and unlearn how to communicate your needs around money, how to heal your relationship with money. I really, really hope this is helpful. Again, this is something that I have conversations with with my one-on-one clients all the time. It is impactful to your life. It might not seem important to you now, but think of all the times that you've either ignored your financial situation, had arguments with your significant other over money that could have been avoided by trying to heal your relationship with it. Now, here's the deal. This doesn't happen overnight. You are not going to have one money date and then next thing you know, you can talk about all financial situations with no stress, okay? You have had a lifetime, a lifetime of the relationship that you have with money now and it takes practice. It's like therapy. It's literally like therapy. You don't go to therapy one time and then like you're healed and everything feels good and you're fixed and all the trauma is gone and blah, 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 right? You have to learn little little ways to compromise, little ways um, to communicate better. So I strongly encourage you when you, oh, well, you're probably listening to this on your car on the way to work like most people, but <laughs> I strongly encourage you to set a money date. Set a money date with your significant other or anyone that you make big financial decisions with and start small. Just have a conversation. Start with a conversation. Literally one little conversation can change your life. I hope this was helpful. Like I said, please, please, please DM me if you found this helpful. Um, And do not forget, if you need support, if you need assistance, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, like that sounds terrifying, this is so hard, definitely, definitely reach out to me. One-on-one coaching might be right for you. It's not just about spreadsheets and budgets. Actually, half the time, that's only like 2% of it, okay? It's about this kind of stuff. It's about feeling good around conversations with money. It's about feeling good around conversations with your clients. It's about making decisions that do not revolve around just how much money I'm going to lose or how much money I'm going to need to bring in or all of those things. It is about building your relationship with it. So again, I'll leave um, in the show notes. I'll leave all the information on -on one-on-one coaching. And if you found this helpful, please, please, please shoot me a DM, screenshot it, post it, all of the things. And if you do your first money date, I want to know how it goes. Okay. See you next week. Once again, thank you for listening to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. I appreciate each and every one of my listeners more than you know. If you like what you hear, 
Please screenshot this episode, share it with a friend, share it on social media, and don't forget to tag me, Misty Jane, and the podcast at Cash Confidence Stylist Podcast. You can even take it a step further and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Talk with you on the next one.